Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hey mamas, before we get into this episode, we just want to say that we're thinking of you. We're here with you. We hope everybody's taking care of themselves, doing what's right and isolating and self-quarantining, being with your family. We know it's stressful. Jen and I are feeling you and feeling it. But there are also moments to realize that this is a really special time that our kids are viewing very differently. So head over to the Mama Said Instagram or to Jen and I. We're trying to share all the trials and tribulations of this time. And again, we hope you are all staying safe and well. We love you. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said. And thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy. But now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Support for today's episode comes from Progressive Insurance. Fun fact, Progressive customers qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up for Progressive Auto Insurance. Discounts for things like enrolling in automatic payments, insuring more than one car, going paperless, and of course, being a safe driver. Plus, customers who bundle their auto with home or add renter's insurance save an average of 12% on their auto. There are so many ways to save when you switch. And once you're a customer with Progressive, you get unmatched claim service with 24-7 support online or by phone. It's no wonder why more than 20 million drivers trust Progressive and why they've recently climbed to the third largest auto insurer in the country. Get a quote online at Progressive.com in as little as five minutes and see how much you could be saving. Auto insurance from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Home and renter's insurance not available in all states. Provided and serviced by affiliated and third-party insurers. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Welcome to Mama Said, Laura. Thank you. This is all unconventional. We're doing it via Zoom. And I think we're always dedicating our new first segment now to how are you doing this week? Because it's ever-changing, right? And you have a new baby. Yes. Yes, I have a newborn. Um, It's... It's surreal. First of all, thank you guys for having me on here. Your show's oh, awesome. Thank, thank you. for coming on. Um, so thank you guys for doing this for us moms out there. Uh, yeah, I. it's crazy. You know, we had already planned on hunkering down and being with the baby. And sure. so I, I live in New York, so you're going to hear sirens and all sorts of <laughs> stuff outside. Um oh but we had already plans on, you know, being kind of hunkered down right now and bonding with the baby because I knew that I would only have six weeks before my original book tour <laughs> started. Now it's more right. of a virtual thing and I'm doing this, you know, great stuff like with you guys right now, um, which is great. But um, so, but we had never planned on being hunkered down for it <laughs> because the pandemic is happening. Well- I mean, it's kind of perfect timing in the sense of what you were <clears throat> planning on and needing in your life. I mean, it's, it's, it kind of worked out in your favor, I guess. Yeah, it's just surreal because, you know, 
when you plan to be isolated like this, but then you're, you're isolated for a whole other reason. Mm-hmm. It's, I am just so thankful that my son came before the lockdown happened Yes, because I know people that are going into labor and their, their partners aren't even allowed in the hospital. Is that at all? Or just- yes, at least in New York, in New York, right. there's uh, the partners are not allowed in the hospital, but I mean, I'm sure as we just said before we started this, it changes or maybe we were already taping, but it changes week to week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, it's scary. I'm just so thankful that he came when he did, because I couldn't imagine going through that without, you know, going through that alone. No, I, I'm, I'm grateful that that happened for you as well. Um, So before we get into your book, which by the way, I, I started reading and I don't know if it's like, I'm super emotional. Like I'm definitely getting my period next week, but I was bawling from like the first, first page of just, and when you were, when you described how you were talking to Ben and you're like, I'm not the woman you married. I mean, that Jenna and I's very first episode of the show was who am I now that I'm a mom, right? Right. Because your identity is completely stripped away. Um, And so before we get into the book, I just wanted to catch our listeners up on how Jenna and I are, because they're always asking how we're quarantining. I'm going to tell you that this week I like, I'm I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done with this. I, I really feel especially my, my little one, he's two. It's like the best age. Cause they're never cuter, but the, thank God they're that cute because they're the worst. It's the <laughs> worst age. Like I yesterday almost just opened my door and was like, what do you guys want to do? Just, you can go. <laughs> you, don't, you don't give a shit anymore. Good luck. Good luck. I don't. I, I, act, I looked at my six and a half year old today and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. He's like, done with what? I was like, just done. Done. Just done. <laughs> tapping out. I'm officially tapping out. Yeah. So, li- they take yeah. so literally, they're like, but what are you done with? <laughs> Everything. 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 I've just like, again, like from tears pouring down my face to, I don't know. I'm just, it's a back and forth. I do see these like beautiful moments of my kids where I'm like, this is, this is special and this is wonderful and we're the lucky ones we get to be home like I get it but at the same time like you know I have friends without kids that are really feeling a lot of emotions I mean this is and I think a lot of the time we're not like we feel like we're allowed to process it but we need to so I'm grateful Jenna and I you both had our our, both our husbands left with our kids for a few hours today just on a drive and it's so necessary yeah absolutely I mean I I feel the same as you, Jamie. I I I have not had a good week. I mean, I don't even I I don't know how to describe the way I feel, but I'm I have zero patience, obviously. And um, yeah, like I said last week, like I just keep yelling, and I hate that because I'm not really a yeller, and I feel like I'm a whole new scary mom. I feel like I'm some character in a, in like the bad character in a Disney movie, and I catch myself. Like Milo, when they were leaving the house just now, Milo started screaming hysterically crying and hitting the door. And I was like, you asshole. Like, why are you kicking in the door? And I was like, Milo, you can't do this. And he was like, I slammed my ear and I'm just so mad at the door. And I was like, oh my God, I'm such a- The thing is, 
you know, while my son was having a fit this morning, I looked at Cutter, you know, and we were both like, what the f***? But I realized, like, they are having as big of a feelings as we are. Um, and they're trying to process it as well. And they don't have, obviously, the coping skills. And by the way, I'm not coping very well. So I, I, I could use some help in that department. But I just... I'm trying to be more forgiving to him and forgi forgiving to me. And you should be more forgiving to yourself, Jenna. I mean, this is, I, this isn't normal. This, none of us have the reprieves that we're usually, like, I was saying to my girlfriend today that is living with her fiance and their best friend. And she's like, I just need space. Like she was fighting with her fiance, but the best friend was there. And I was like, we all, I think are really craving just that, breath like right. I you know we're so on top of each other it's inevitable you know my girlfriend who's single and is isolating alone she's like you're so lucky to me she's you're so lucky that you have kids I know it's hard for you but you're so lucky that you have kids and you have a husband I'm sitting here alone I don't know if I'll ever meet a guy uh I don't know how I'll ever get through this I am depressed <laughs> and so it's uh, the grass is always greener. Like every yeah. situation is so unique and so hard right now. And yes, I will be easy on myself, but I can also try to be better. I, yeah. This is a good time to always be better. Yeah, I also think our kids—they're just like they're—they feel everything energetically. Like they're—they're so—they have like little antenna. Like they—they they just feel like I've noticed that if I'm when I, if I'm anxious or stressed out that my daughter will be more anxious and stressed out because she feels that for me. Yeah. So I'm trying so hard and it is not easy and yeah. I get it, but I I'm trying so hard just to take a moment, take a breath and try to just be present because the other thing too is, you know, next fall, depending on what happens with this whole thing, my, my daughter's going to be going to school for the first time and she's going to be gone for most of the day, which is new for me. When they told me the school that she got into, when they told me the hours, I burst into tears. Cause I'm like, how am I going to be away from her for that long? And it freaks me out. But I, I had to, the, the other thing is trying to just embrace this right now and have this time with our kids. I know it's easier said than done, but really trying to, because soon enough, we're not going to be with them because they're going to yeah. be off doing their thing and whatever. So, that's something that I just try to remind myself of um, just to take a breath and be present and really, you know, enjoy it <laughs> because yeah. at the time it just goes so quickly. Like I can't even believe how, how many weeks it's been since I gave birth to my newborn. Like week by week it just flies. Yeah. So just trying to stay present. My husband reminds me of that. And Jenna, what you said too about single friends, saying that I can't tell you how many of my friends have been like you you're so fortunate that you have a family around you and they're like I haven't touched another human being in 26 days you know what I mean right so like, I, get it, I get it I get it in 26 days it's okay so uh, yeah it's <laughs> well that's it's that's great advice and um I love what you said I'm not saying right. it's easy it's a constant practice of course. It always is. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, we're going to take a really quick break because we still have sponsors through this all. Thank God. Um, and then we're going to talk all about your new book, You and I as Mothers, because it's so beautiful and it's so exactly what we're about here at Mama Set. So we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Hey mamas, hope you're enjoying our show. Um, have you guys heard about Causebox? It's this amazing quarterly subscription box that comes to your door. It is so fun to get. It feels like Christmas or Hanukkah four times a year. Uh, the last one I got had this, it had so many incredible things, but um, something I'm absolutely obsessed with was this um, roller for your face. And I use it on the daily, but the cutest thing is Daisy uses it and she won't let it go and she actually has to nap with it. And she rolls it on her skin and her skin looks beautiful. But anyway, the amazing thing about Cosbox is that it's not filled with random stuff. They actually send you quality products that you're going to love like the roller, and actually use every day. So you guys, the best part is that I could get my listeners an exclusive discount. So go to causebox.com slash mama and use the code mama said to get your first box for 30% off. As in, you could get your first box worth over 250 plus for less than $39 and free shipping. So don't wait, go check out Causebox right now. And I could tell you firsthand that you are going to love it. Happy Cards are an exciting new type of gift card brand. They feature all your favorite retailers, restaurants, and entertainment venues on one convenient card. And with Mother's Day coming up, Happy Cards are the perfect way to make a mom feel special. My mom loves quality time, and with Happy Cards' limited edition Mother's Day card, you can treat her to a dinner, a movie, a spa treatment, a shopping spree, and more all on one convenient card. They have brands like Cheesecake Factory, Spa Finder, Ulta, Yankee Candle, everything for every mom. And she can also indulge in things like Happy Her, Happy Beauty, Happy Dining. And for an e-gift option, which all of us are needing right now, it can be delivered straight to her inbox. So enjoy free shipping on all Happy Cards ordered by visiting www.giftcards.com happy and have a happy Mother's Day with Happy Cards. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right, Laura, not only are you an incredible actress and like now director, I just, I, I mean, somebody who is in the industry, I admire you so much. I think you're a badass. I always have. Um, you. You're also a best-selling author. You have your first book, The Stash Plan, and now your new book, You and I as Mothers, a raw honest guide to motherhood and oh my god is it ever um we're gonna have you talk to us about like you know about everything but i just want to say because i really want to we want to give you the floor i i really love how also you incorporate like questions to ask yourself at the end of chapters because i really enjoyed that so much as a reader because we so often judge ourselves so greatly as mothers, but to like have those questions and really reflect, it was, it was a beautiful process to go through. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so, it makes, it makes me so happy that it spoke to you and I so appreciate you guys. Um, I, one of the reasons I really wanted to specifically just on the question thing, I really wanted to have questions in there because not only did I want to share my stories and my boots on the ground experience thus far as a mom and the different vulnerable things that I'm going through. But, and also I interview this, this wonderful group of women of all ages, backgrounds, professions, because I wanted anybody be able to, I wanted anybody to be able to pick up this book and relate to something and have something to take away. And I found that when I first needed answers when I reached out to all these different mothers of different ages, we all struggle with the same things, but different viewpoints of it, like different aspects mm -hmm. of it. 
we all struggle with stress and lack of control, self-care, nourishing ourselves and our family, finding that time for yourself. I mean, these are all things we all struggle with to some degree. And it was really important to me to not only have my viewpoint, but have theirs as well, and also have the reader reflect on themselves and their own experience. And that's one of the reasons why at the end of the chapters, I really wanted to have questions so that the reader could think about their own situation. Right. And go, you know, have it be, feel like more of a dialogue where there's, you know, you're reading, but then you're also, there's an out, an outflow from the reader too. You know, it's like a back and forth. I wanted to create some kind of back and forth. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, yeah. And that, that was my original reasoning for putting the questions at the end, especially with, you know, chapters like how you were mothered, how for the first time I looked back at how I was mothered and how it affects me now as a woman and a mother, I really wanted the reader to have that opportunity to do that as well, because it was such a, such an intense thing for me to have to look at for the first time in my life, by the way, because I started having kids late um, because I waited for my husband. I waited 36 years. <laughs> So we started a little bit later, but it was the first time I really had to go back and look at, I mean, naturally we go back and look at how we were mothered. Yes. And that was such a crazy experience. In itself, that chapter is a whole (laughs) book in itself. And you were so candid and, and, and spoke so beautifully of your mother and your relationship. And it's true. It's, it's so much, even if you're not searching for how you were mothered, it shows up because it's, it's in you. Right. Like you could have, there were things that I didn't even remember until I became a parent and started doing it myself and being like, Oh, Whoa. Oh, that's right. That used to happen. I was spoken to that way. I don't like that. Or I did like that. You know, exactly. It's such a, it's such a complicated like relationship to look at because look, we all came from some kind of mother figure. We all came from that and we all have a relationship or not with Mm -hmm that individual and Mm -hmm. if you do or don't it still affects you on some level and for me when I naturally went back to those instincts or when I had the moments of oh my god I'm turning into my mother these things are in us and it and and you know what for me I mean look for everybody it's a mixed bag and no one's relationship with their parents are perfect but for me, I, it was the first time that I really looked back at the dysfunction that was passed down, as well as the amazing things that were passed down. And it was really empowering for me to stop that cycle of dysfunction. And for me to choose, I'm not going to pass that down. It's my responsibility. It's, my, it's what I choose to pass down to my children. And if you're not yet a mother, it's what I choose to put out into the world. And how to keep my communication out into the world. And, you know, so it was a very, um, it, it was a very intense experience for me. And being able to write about it, I can't even tell you how incredible that was for me. Healing and just empowering and being able to go through that. And I was, you know, normally I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be in our racket for over 20 years. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be doing what we do for 20 years. And I'm a very private person. My private life is very, you know, my personal life is very private. My husband and I are very private. And I 
but in terms of this book, I, I really drop my defenses and I share these vulnerable things because I felt like there was a conversation about us, about motherhood that isn't happening yet. And thank God you guys are doing the the things that you guys are doing because you're having that conversation. So thank you. And I just felt like there was so much left unsaid and so many things that we still needed to talk about. And I couldn't find a reason. And I go to books. That's the first thing I go to. And I couldn't find a book to turn to. Couldn't find a voice. And there was a void. And I just was, and I was like, I, I have to fill that void. I have to write this book because why aren't we talking about things like the difficult things like, you know, losing pregnancy and the fact that we all struggle with mom guilt and the fact that there's, you know, there's so like anxiety and stress and all these things. It's okay to admit that we don't have it all together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, At what So at what stage in like motherhood did you decide to write it? Because like, like, what, what point of it all were you like, was it very early on or was it, was it more like when she, when, when Ella was a little older? Well, when I first had my daughter, I was such a, um, I was like, I'm like the rock. I, I was, people usually come to me to get things done. Like I'm like the rock of Gibraltar. Like I'm, and I pride myself on that. I pride sure. myself on, on, and that's why I think I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable being, you know, directing and things like that. Cause I, I tend to do very well with large amounts of stress and pressure. I tend to be able to handle that extremely well. And so that's why a role like that, where you have so many responsibilities, I thrive in that. When I first had my daughter, I was a complete basket case. Like I had no, I could not take care of myself emotionally, physically, I couldn't take care of my family. I felt like I couldn't protect her. I didn't have postpartum anxiety. It was more like mama bear protection times 10. Like I, everything I felt was a threat to my child. And I was having panic attacks, which I've never had in my life. I was grinding my teeth so much. I chipped my tooth in half. I was having like these insane anxiety attacks and I've never dealt with that in my life. Um, and that was, and that went, that lasted for a while. And I went back to work on orange is the new black at six weeks. I don't even remember going back. I don't even remember. Like I was in such a, it's such a blur until until your kid's a year old. Everything's a blur. Totally. Totally. I I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't even remember like going back to work. Um, but honestly, it was once I kind of got through that and, and first of all, realized there was something called postpartum anxiety, which I had no idea even existed. Yeah. Um, it was once I got through that first emotional part. Um, I also, I was breastfeeding my daughter and, um, ultimately my hormones really stabilized once I weaned, once, once I stopped breastfeeding, my hormones really stabilized. And I had no idea that was a part of it until it got down the road. And my doctor was like, the fact that you're still struggling with all this stuff, she's like, I think it might have to do with the breastfeeding. And she was right because once I stopped breastfeeding and, and she didn't, you know, she had all the nutrients she needed for a really good amount of time. Cause that's the other thing too, is I was, I had this idea in my head where like, I have to, I, you know, breastfeed her for at least a year and all this stuff. And you get all these false ideas, but I was 
not myself and <laughs> my hormones yeah. were so out of whack. So it got to a point where I finally was like, okay, I need to get my hormones under control. That was a big help for me. Um, and it was after that, that I really started putting these things down on paper. Cause that's one of the ways that I work through stuff as I write about it. And my husband was, you know, he's wonderful and so supportive. And he, he was just like, you can't be the only one suffering from these things. So with me writing it down and his support, I just was like, yeah, I'm going to just put it all down. And then that's what evolved into this book. That's amazing. Amazing. I know you you're talking about the emotional aspect of it, but something that I read in your book was about the physical aspect of it. And it's something that I struggle with still to this day. My youngest is two and my oldest is four and a half. And you said that your body felt, and you had a C-section, an emergency C. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's probably a different feeling than mine. I had two vaginal births, but you said that your body felt like a vacant room and your organs are like trying to find its way. But I, that emotionally, I had postpartum anxiety, but physically I still struggle with that. I still feel like my body is not a part of mine and my stomach and my ribs are out of place and my stomach looks weird. And my kids are always making comments like, Oh, you still have a baby in you. And it's hard. It's the whole physical. It leads to emotional, but the whole physical thing of my body actually not feeling like it's back and it never will be. It was really hard for me. So when you wrote that, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. I literally feel like my body was once like this room and it's disorganized and they will never find their way back to its place in my stomach. Right. Jenna, I totally get it. So here's one thing that I did that really helped me. Um, and, and I do write about it too. But aside from that, this is something that really helped me. So when I lost my second pregnancy, um, we were into the second trimester and, you know, it was, it was a huge loss for us. One of the things that really helped me was I would do this thing where I would touch like afterwards, after we had to terminate the pregnancy because the baby wasn't going to survive. I was at risk for carrying any longer. So after that whole process happened, it took a very long time for my body to figure out what was going on again, because it was really traumatic for my body. Right. And I was, not only was I angry at myself and my body because I thought I had done something to cause it, which I didn't, I didn't do anything to cause it, but you try to find a reasoning for it and you try to grasp for some answer. So one thing that I really started doing was I started putting my hands, just all my body parts, and I would go by myself because there's something about saying it externally. There's something about saying it out loud instead of just thinking it like a mantra where I would put my hands on my body and I would say, I love you arms and really mean it. Like, I love you arms. I love you face. I love you head. I love you neck. And you touch every body part, touch your, your belly where, wherever you're having that attention. Right. And I would do this every single day where I would just sit there and for five minutes, that's all it would take me to do. I would go through every body part and I would put this intention there and I would say it out loud. And I have to tell you, it was, it really started getting me back in touch. Like it would, it was starting to tether back that disconnect that I had. And when I started doing that, 
a, a while later when I then got pregnant again with my, my son, every single day I would do that. And I would always talk to my belly and I would make sure that everything is going to, that he's safe and healthy and it's, everything's going to grow perfectly this time. And, and it was just like an external communication and intention. And I got to tell you that simple thing really helped me. Maybe it'll help you. I love that so much. That's beautiful. I think that's great for anyone to do. No, no matter where you are in your life, we can feel so disconnected from ourselves for a lot of different reasons and things. And I think that that's really, I love that practice. That's really cool. Sharing that. Yeah. yeah, no, of course. It's it's something that helped me and hopefully it will. And it could be anything. To, like I also, you know, I've struggled with different kinds of body dysmorphia and things like that. So this type of thing has helped me with that as well. Um, it just gets you better. And I find that when that connection, the mind-body connection is strong for me, then I feel like I kind I'm I can bounce back quicker in terms of like my energy's better, I can heal faster and things like that. And there's also so many scientific studies about, you know, mind body connection and and um meditation and things like that. So this is just something that really helped me. Totally. You're more in the flow. You're all connected. We have a lot For of sure. different bodies. For sure. Totally. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk more about specific chapters that you have because uh, we just want to and we know all our mamas are going to pick up your book but we want to give them even more to look forward to uh, so we'll take a quick break all right mamas i know that once the kids go to bed the first thing we do is whip out our phones so why not play an incredible game that gets our brains you know active and thinking called best fiends Uh, I love this fun puzzle game. It's an oasis of fun that you can literally take with you everywhere. Jamie and I are so competitive. There's so many levels. Uh, We talk about our score all the time. We try to one-up each other. It's very fun, and you could do this too with all your mama and daddy friends. And Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it literally never gets old. So Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, I'm going to list a couple of the chapters and maybe you can pick one or two to sort of, you know, talk further on of what they can have to look forward to. So you talk um, everything about stress reduction to self-care, protecting your partnership, which Jen and I talk a lot about in this podcast. I'm asking for help. That was my issue with my first one, the hardest thing to do. I thought I had to do it all on my own and it was they backfired Um, a global perspective on maternity, which I love because I feel like what deepened every bond with every friendship I had was motherhood. And so to to think about it in a global way is beautiful. And then also recipes. We're always looking for that quick, easy things that everyone, the whole family will eat. Very important. So um, are there any chapters you can maybe talk a little bit further about they can, what they can look forward to? Yeah, I I mean, all these chapters are so like they mean so much to me. <laughs> I'm sure. You know I mean? 
Um, uh, it's hard to just choose a couple, but I know we only have a certain amount of time. But um, I would love for you I mean, to look. self-care. <laughs> <laughs> well, the self-care thing. Okay, so self-care for me was the, the first thing to go out the window, especially because I went back to work at six weeks, but also even stay-at-home parents. I mean, it is now that we're all self-isolating and social distancing and we're stay-at-home parents now, we're not going out to an office or a set or wherever we're going. It is like nonstop. (laughs) So, I mean, there's so much limited time. And I find that in general, self-care is just the first thing for me that went out the window. And the other thing that's so important is if we're not properly fueling ourselves, we're not going to be the best mother and partner and, and woman we can be. So that's something that was really, really hard for me because I wanted to make sure my kids were taken care of and that my partner was taken care of and then there was work. And so one thing I really had to realize, especially with my daughter, my first, my daughter, um, was just that self-care, not only, it wasn't just like, I want to sit in a bath, which is great and a great version of self-care. It's just taking that time to yourself is so important. And that's something that, you know, I would also have mom guilt, like surrounding it, like where I'm like, especially if I'm at work and I come home and I want to go do self-care, but then I'm like, well, I've been gone all day at work. So now I can't do self-care because I have to, you know, do this or this or this. So for me, the self-care thing became very important. It also was quality over quantity. Even if I could just do 15 minutes of self-care for myself, whether it's closing my eyes and just like zenning out for a second, taking a bath, you know, going for a quick run or whatever it is, you know, the quality over quantity became like my new kind of mantra because we we don't have a lot of time. I was going to say, I like in the book how you say, this is not an indulgence, it's a necessity. and. That is what I've been trying to explain to my husband because in this situation of isolation, you know, he's working and I have this podcast and I don't get to, but I'm doing the mom thing 24 seven. So I told him last week when I had my session with my therapist, she said, Jenna, like you need to go tell your husband right now that for one hour during the day, you are to walk outside by yourself and go take a walk outside. It is a necessity. It is not because you just want to see pretty flowers and like you just want to get out. It is literally the medicine for your brain that you need. And so I want to say to all the moms, like, don't be afraid to go take that walk outside. If you can for one hour, it is a necessity. And that was my, that's my version of self-care getting out of my house and taking a walk. Right. But you also bring up a really great point, which sorry, there's like music blasting outside. I live in New York. Okay. (laughs) I can't hear it. I wish we could. Yeah, there's music blasting outside. But there's also, you brought up a really good point, which is asking for that time. Right. And and communicating with your partner and saying, look, I need this and we need to just figure it out to make it happen. Because one thing also is that I feel like a lot of people, I'm guilty of it too. The asking, ask, this is also a version of asking for help because it's like, Asking for help so you can go take time to go do some self-care is a necessity. Yes. <laughs> and, and there were definitely times where even for myself, I felt like 
oh, I can't ask for that, or I'm, you know, going to be judged or some, some weird thing, which isn't even true, but it's just being able to go and ask for, for that help is so important and not being, and feeling like, okay, like it's okay to and, do that. And it's not. And, and I felt like I wasn't almost like worthy. I mean, my husband is the sweetest guy alive, but I, I was scared to ask. I thought that I wasn't worthy enough to get that hour or two to go ask for that. And I actually had to text him because I was so worried as for him to be like, well, no, like I need to work. Like this is like, this is how we're going to get by. Um, so I texted mm-hmm. him and I thought about what I was going to say. And I did say, I said, I was talking to my therapist and it was being outside for that one hour talking to my therapist was the best thing I've felt in one month. Right. And he immediately was like, we're going to figure out an hour a day where you can do that. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, it's also to the thought of, you know, my husband Cutter and I had this conversation early on because, you know, yes, he works. So he's got to lock himself in his office in our house, which is our dining room, you know, from nine to five every day. And I'm homeschooling and watching the kids and cooking and cleaning. And I said to him one night, I said, look, I'm doing a lot of things that I'm not used to doing. I'm used to having a little space. I'm used to having work for me. I'm used to like, I'm used to having a housekeeper once a week, like to scrub toilets, things like that. Like I'm happy doing it. In fact, I'm very proud of myself that I'm doing all this stuff, but your time is not more valuable than mine. Like just because you have a job and a boss, like doesn't mean that like it's all has to get thrown on me. And he looked at me and he said, I get it. And I said, so in the mornings, like I need my 40 minutes, like I'll come out for coffee, set everyone up for breakfast and I need to go meditate and exercise or whatever it is in my room. Right. And now it's like not even a conversation. It just happens. And it's become like our new rhythm because we have to speak up for ourselves that exactly. our, our time and, and our sanity, especially right now is, is just as important. You know what, Jamie? That's such a good point. I'm, I'm, I have one more thing to say about this. I'm now thinking there's so many schedules for the kids. I think more importantly, there should be schedules and routines for the parents to be better. Like screw the schedules for the children. I'm not even following anything. I'm now thinking like we, my husband and I are lacking that sense of routine for each other, which would help so many things. So I'm going to go tell him starting tomorrow, like we do workouts in the morning, you do this, you do that. And I think it will just be so helpful for all of us. Yeah. I think you guys both brought up something really great, which is the fact that you sit down and have this conversation with your partner and don't, you know, not to let it become this fight or anything like that. It's literally just like, look, this is what I need. And not being, not feeling like you can't talk to your partner about that. And if, if some of your listeners are worried that it's going to cause some kind of conflict, then they should start that conversation with, look, I, you know, we need to have a conversation about this. I don't want it to turn into a fight. So let's just sit down and talk very rationally about this and kind of like prep it. If they're concerned that it's going to be like backlash, kind of prep it and say, listen, we really need to have this talk because if I get this time for myself, I'll be able to be happier during the day, you know, take better care of us and take better care of myself. So I think that having that communication with your partner is so smart instead of, I think, I think some people might, um, kind of go into a martyrdom thing 
where they're like, I'm going to just do this and I'm just going to sacrifice myself. And, but that doesn't help anybody. That just leads to resentment. And you know what I mean? So it's just like, let's sit down and just talk about this because this is what I need. And hopefully your partner will be accepting to that. I mean, they should be. And if you're worried they won't be, then preface the conversation with a Well, little he comment. sees the benefits straight up. Like he gets more sex, he gets like a happier wife, like right. more harmonious. Exactly. Like he he's yeah. like, go. Right, exactly. I like you yeah. better when you yeah. get this time. Right, right. So this is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I wanna so before we kind of wrap up the conversation, I just want to talk a little bit more about your mom squad because I love the, the, like you said, the eclectic group of women that you've assembled to talk openly, honestly, because the truth of the matter is, like you said, like no matter where you are, no matter what socioeconomical differences, anything like motherhood, we all feel the same things. And it's, and it's important to know that because it, it, it more than anything, I think in motherhood, you need to know that you're not alone. Yes. And especially now too, it's community is more important than ever. Um, And the reason, just like you talked about, I mean, the reason why I originally wanted to have all these different women speak to these common subjects that these, that we all deal with is that I wanted the reader to be able to relate to have a bunch of things that they see, you know, relate to in the book. Um, and also for me too, I, writing this book was such a healing and learning experience for me, um, because of all the research I did and because of everything that I shared in the book, it was just such an incredible experience and having the mom squad tell these amazing stories and give these amazing tools is just a whole other part of the book that I'm so proud of. I love it. And readers are really getting so much out of it. There's nothing like a good mom squad. There's nothing like a good mom squad. It's so true. Thank God. Yeah, it's very true. And you kind of gave us like an extended one with this book. And so I feel like on behalf of Jen and I and all the mamas out there, thank you for being so open and working so hard on such a necessary book that I truly, truly enjoyed so much. Just not even just the process of reading, but then my, like we talked about the own reflections with the questions. I just think it was just so beautifully done. Um, So thank you. And again, you guys, it's called you and I as mothers. Thank you also for giving us your time. You're a brand new mommy. I mean, you've got a lot going on. So no, we all do. We all do. Thank you so much for having me. I love your guys' show. Please keep doing what you're doing. Cause let me tell you, we so appreciate it and we need it. So thank you. Thank you. And we're going to leave you guys with the mama said it's what Jen and I have been texting each other every day. Remember mama said this too shall pass. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Happy Cards. Enjoy free shipping on all Happy Card orders by visiting www.giftcards.com slash happy. Progressive. Get a quote online at progressive.com in as little as five minutes and see how much you could be saving. 
Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or in Google Play. Causebox. Go to causebox.com slash mama and use code mama said to get 30% off your first box. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese, and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it, and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. All of the triumphs, tribulations, and transformations. This is about the good, the bad, and sometimes hilarious moments I experience, and I'm sure you do too. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com.